What up, y'all? This is your boy, Uncle Luke. Start this podcast. This is going to be my first one in a very long time. Let's talk about University of Miami football. University of Miami football. I know y'all like me to talk about that. Well, first of all, I know you guys have asked me on my social media, Uncle Luke Real One on Twitter, Uncle Luke Real One, Instagram, Uncle Luke, Facebook fan page. Y'all have asked me on numerous occasions, who do I think should be the next head coach for the University of Miami? Drum roll, please. Well, I think it should be Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. You know, I really love Mario Cristobal, but I really don't see Mario leaving Oregon because a couple of reasons. Here's a couple of reasons why I don't see Mario leaving Oregon. One, Miami is a Adidas school. Oregon, obviously, is a Nike school. And the biggest donor of Oregon is who? No other than the owner of Nike, Phil Knight. So I just really don't see Phil Knight getting outbid to lose his coach at Oregon and plus lose to Adidas, you know, with a top coach leaving his flagship school to go to an Adidas school. So I really don't see that happening. And then after Willie Tag left for Florida State, you know, it was known to be said that Phil Knight said that's not going to happen again. Another top coach is not going to leave Oregon to go to another school. So uh, in that manner to make Oregon like a doormat to other Power 5 schools wearing their Power 5 itself. So I don't really see that happening. Even though Mario would be, you know, a fan favorite around here. You know, he's a Cuban guy from Miami, went to Miami Columbus. Coached at FIU, coached at Alabama. Good friend of mine. Love Mario to death. You know, but I really just don't see that happening. I think Mario, best place for Mario to be is with his team in Oregon. And the reason why I think Lane Kiffin is the perfect choice, you got you to gotta know this, guys. And I know Lane personally. You know, me and Lane probably talk, text each other once or twice a day. That's how much we're friends. Uh, I know Lane wanted the job bad. Lane wanted the job before before Mark Rick got the job. Lane wanted the job after Mark Rick left. You know, Lane have always said to me, look, man, I walked to University of Miami to take that job because I know it's surrounded by so much great talent and I know I can recruit the talent. And 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 it would be it wouldn't be a problem, you know. Um, and he just just loves Miami. I mean, you you gotta you gotta talk about you know one reason. You know, a lot of coaches say they love Miami because of talent, but I look at it like this: when Lane got the job at FAU, first thing he did, you know, was invite all these ex-University of Miami football players. To the, to, the, to the games, to the practices. I mean, Warren Sapp's son, you know, we gave him a scholarship. You know, you know, all top NFL players, kids, you know, were able to walk on or either get scholarships at FAU. But more so than anything, he always invited 
former University of Miami players to FAU. So it was almost like this guy, Lane Kiffin, was coaching in Miami, but he wasn't. He was in Boca, an hour away from Miami. You know, but he was inviting these guys there as if, you know, he was coaching in Miami. I mean, William Joseph, you know, you name it. Every, uh, guys were at the game on the sidelines, like as if it was a University of Miami football game. And so I know for a fact this man loves Miami and wants to be at Miami. And he would be the right pick for more reasons than one. You know, even though he's a great coach, I mean, we see what he did at Ole Miss. We saw what he did at, at uh, Alabama, you know, a place where he learned a lot from Nick Saban. That was the best thing that happened to him in his career, you know, leaving the Oakland Raiders, leaving USC. You know, when he went to Alabama, it was more like going back to class, you know, going to class and getting tutored by the best professor in the country when it comes to football. So he learned a lot how to be a football coach, a head coach, even though, you know, the guy comes from, you know, a great football family, you know, with his dad, Monty Kiffin, who was always with him all the time, you know, and his brother, his other brother, Chris Kiffin, you know, who's coaching in the NFL. You know, he comes from a, a great football family, but he still needed to be mentored by somebody outside of his family. And so he got that information from Nick Saban. Same place Mario got his information from. You know, and he learned how to do it the right way, learned the Alabama way, which is what he uses right now today. You know, whatever he was doing at UC, USC, whatever he was doing at the Raiders, I mean, all that's in the garbage. This man actually practices like Alabama. He conducts his recruiting like Alabama. He does everything, you know, what he learned from Alabama. So we all know the best talent in football, period, whether it's college, high school, anything is in South Florida. And so Lane knows that. Lane's not stupid under no circumstance. He knows, look, if I get it at the University of Miami, I'm going to be surrounded by the best talent in the country. And I'm going to recruit the best talent. And see, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize why. There's only a few coaches, maybe a couple coaches, that consistently win like Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney. Why they win on a consistent basis? Because they're old school coaches and they do it different. They know talent. You know, like I had a chance, you know, to sit down with Nick a couple times. I even, you know, had a conversation with him again this year and this summer. We went on the college tour. Nick will tell you in a minute, he don't recruit five-star players. He'll tell you in a minute that he makes five-star players. You know, it ain't like Nick is not like all these other guys whose job depends on whether or not they're, they're ESPN top five in recruiting. You know, these five-star divas and four-star kids. Nick evaluates every kid before he gives them an offer. And when Nick gives them an offer... That is when they become four- and five-star kids. No different than Dabo Sweeney. They do it a totally different way. They don't go sought after, oh, this kid is a five-star kid, a four-star kid, and we're going to recruit him. No, no, no. You're going to have to go to Alabama. You're going to have to work out. You're going to have to play for a school that 
coach that the coach at that school has a tradition of developing big time college football players that transition into NFL players. That's why if you go to any school that I coach at, not toot my own horn, but because of the amount of kids that I got in the NFL, it's a line around the block for college coaches coming in that loop. What you got new? And Nick does this, and the top coaches do that. They go to the same places. It's no different than that beautiful restaurant you like with the top chef. And if that chef moves to another restaurant, you know you're going to get some good food out of that particular chef. That's why you'll look for the menu as well as who's the chef, who's the general manager. And that's what Nick does on a regular basis. This guy knows talent. He evaluates the talent himself. He holds his coaches, I mean, hell of a accountable to look at the different talent. And that's what he does. Meanwhile, the other schools are sitting there trying to get a four- and five-star player that got an offer from Alabama but not necessarily committed to Alabama. And then they can move up in ESPN top 10 in recruiting class and then not necessarily be a top player. They're just trying to please their fans, and then at the end of the day, they lose because they have these guys who are hyped up, and they're bust. You know, they look good at the camps and all that. So Nick don't do that. But this conversation is really about Lane Kiffin. Lane does the same thing. Lane knows talent. Lane knows where to get the talent from. Lane gets on the airplane, and he goes out, and he looks, he looks for this talent. Now, coaching that old Miss... Now, coaching at Ole Miss is very difficult to get players on a college tour to come out Ole Miss, which is no, listen, trust me, no, Ole Miss is a top-of-the-line place. But going back to Lane at Miami, it's just perfect. I mean, just think about it. We'll be the bad guys again. It'll be us against the world. Because most college stadiums that Lane goes into, they boo him. They throw batteries at him. They throw golf balls at him. They hate him. That's what University of Miami is all about. That's, what, that's how we won. You're talking to one of the architects. We were the bad guys. We need to be back the bad guys. Our kids from South Florida just had so much swag. That's what Lane represents swag. We can't operate with a traditional coach. You know, some tight-ass coach with no balls. We need a coach with swag like Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson has swag. Dennis Erickson has swag. Al Goldeno. Bush Davis had swag because he came up under Jimmy and he knew how it was done. That's why we could put together these great football teams with the great talent from South Florida. Kids right now in South Florida will go play for Manny Diaz. Not Manny Diaz, I'm sorry. Lane Kiffin. They'll go right now and play for Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin will know how to use the talent because you know why? Lane Kiffin has won national championships. He's going to outcoach everybody in the ACC. Now, that's the part we need to talk about. Who's going to compete in the Coastal with Lane Kiffin? He's going to put 45 points up on everybody. 
Lord knows if he get Randy Shannon to be his defensive coordinator, oh my God, then it's a match made in heaven. But no matter who's the defensive coordinator, he's going to put the numbers up. Dabo Sweeney does not want to see Lane Kiffin in the ACC. But he'll tell you, yes, it's going to be great for the ACC. Because the SEC is kicking ass when it comes to coaches. So to just imagine, we are back to be the bad guys. Everybody in college football, the commentators are talking shit about us. Lane could be Lane. He's going to be a rock star. He's a rock star. That's what you want. Fucking Dennis Erickson was a rock star. He used to hang out in my clubs. Before and after the games. Me and Dennis having us a beer. Those are the type of coaches you need at Miami that can relate to the players. You need a coach, not some tight ass. See, when the conglomerates and the corporate guys on Brooklyn Avenue took over the University of Miami and everybody got involved in football and everybody wanted to have a say in football, that's when the shit hit the fan. That's why we haven't won 10 games in a probably 20 years, which is sad. From an area that produces the most talented football players in the United States of America. So everybody keeps saying, Luke, well, you're living in the past. You're living in the past. University of Miami, that's in the past. That's in the past. Yeah. I would be, I would settle for us to be living in the past and be like, yeah, you're right. We had our little run. We're from Utah. We had our little run. We're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We had our little run. We're from Auburn, Alabama. We had our little run. We're from Mississippi. We had our little run. Do you know Ole Miss? This is the first time in the history Ole Miss has won 10 games of the fucking school. Can't believe that shit. Because in that area, they don't generate or develop the best talented football players in America. If they did, then the demand would be there. Unfortunately, we do here in Miami. So yes, we live, we're living in the past because we know the product that we're developing. Look, St. Thomas University, American Heritage, Northwestern, Miami Edison, Miami Central, Killian, Gulliver, Shamanah, Madonna, all these great schools, Deerfield Beach, U School, Pace, all these schools in, my, in, in, in South Florida, we developed the best fucking players in the country. Why don't they go to the University of Miami? Why can't we recruit them? Two reasons. One, you got the no fucking talent. Two, and if you think about it, the old heads, how they used to recruit, and how Nick Saban uses the Howard Stellenberger blueprint right now to this day. What did the old heads do? And what, did the, what are the winning coaches doing right now? They know talent. No, Ed Reed wasn't a blue chipper. Warren Sapp wasn't a blue chipper. Ray Lewis wasn't a blue chipper. None of these guys, we never had the opportunity to get the top players because we 
we're the worst university. We wasn't the Notre Dame's, LSU's, all that shit of the world. We're University of Miami. Who the fuck is University of Miami? They ain't never won nothing. So we got coaches who knew talent. Gary Stevenson was our offensive coordinator. Gary Stevenson was the offensive coordinator at, at Miami Dolphins. That's the blueprint. You go get a coach from the NFL. You let him be the coordinator. That's what we used to do. Who's doing that right now? Who's winning? Nick Saban. He goes to get NFL coaches, and there is coordinator. No different than Lane Kiffin, no different than the current coach right now, O'Brien. No different than, than fucking Sarkeesy coming from Atlanta Falcons. And they out-coach these college coaches. They don't go get a fucking college coach. That's how Nick wins. That is what Howard Snellenberger did when he got Gary Stevenson. How many coaches left University of Miami after winning national championships and who was in the position to win national championships went to the NFL? How many guys came from the NFL? You got to remember Randy Shannon, before he got a defense coordinator job at the University of Miami, he was coaching for the Miami Dolphins, linebacker coach. Come on now. You can't. And that's why I always say it's not that I dislike Manny Diaz. I just say, look, if you're the head coach, you can't, you got to be the, you can't be the smartest guy in the room. Be happy and satisfied that you're the fucking head coach. I'm the head coach of the University of Miami. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Everybody work for me. So I'm going to go get me a motherfucker out of the NFL to be my defense coordinator, my offense coordinator. I'm going to go give me some top of the line uh, position coaches. And a couple young guys surrounded around that's going to go out there and get the grind on and get the recruits going on. It makes it simple. You can only fuck up the University of Miami. So that's why we need Lane Kiffin. And I think he's the best person for the job. Best person for the job. Love Mario Cristobal to death. Love him to death. But right now, Mario has a job very successful doing good. He's in a division where he's the best thing over there in a conference. Stay over there, Mario. Do your thing. You're at the top of the line. You're at the top of the food chain at Oregon. They got fucking bathrooms that wipe your ass when you come up out of it. Gold plumbing and shit. There's no need to stay there, Mario. Love you to death. You deserve that. You work for that. Miami... You need Lane Kiffin. We need to be back the bad guys. We need to go out coach people with the talent that we have around here. We need to keep our talented young men here. It's going to be hard for somebody to leave Miami or South Florida with Lane Kiffin as the head coach at the University of Miami. So the guys on Brookwood Avenue, oh, well, we... With the tight asses and the suits and the big donors. Oh, well, we don't know about Lane. He's, he's a little rough around the edges. He says things on Twitter. And, you know, we stop fucking over, over worrying about the situation. 
Hire the guy. Bring Alonzo Hossman in. A guy who works for the Seattle Seahawks, big-time general managers in the NFL who knows talent, who deals with talent every day, who goes to every university to evaluate their talent. The top talented players who knows what football players are supposed to look like. So you're getting two guys straight from the NFL football ranks that's doing it right now and doing it big. What are we waiting for? It's like a no-brainer. What the fuck are we waiting for? Why are we making this difficult? The media is going... Pump up, oh, yeah, man, another year. Come on, man. Once you lost the FI, you, you, he lost me. Fuck that. You don't lose the FIU. The little brother. And then I'm okay with that. No, you lose the FIU, you better beat every motherfucker's ass, including Alabama. That didn't happen. I'm... Let Manny go. He'll get another job somewhere. Maybe send him over to another university. Yeah, that'd be fine. Get him a defense coordinator job. That'd be fine. Let him resurrect his career. Let him learn some of the things that he did wrong. He's unfortunately because he's a white guy. Well, white guy. He'll get another opportunity, unlike Brandy Shannon, who only got one opportunity to be a head coach. Because you're white, you get another opportunity out. Let you go somewhere and time out. Come back. You'll be the head coach again at some other university. Get another shot. But the time right now is that's this shit is over. Honeymoon is over. We it's ran its course. We need to get Lane Kiffin. That's my position on this. I mean, people want to ask me all the time. My reason why. These are my reasons why. I mean, I'm, it's, it's not rocket scientists. It's not rocket scientists. He got got one old miss two years and won ten games. The fuck is that? What what are we talking about? Putting up a billion points. He was forced to keep his defense coordinator. If he had his own defense coordinator, a lot of those games that uh, met what is four games in two years, the games that he lost. He the one. Look at the score. A billion to a billion. So the Ole Miss had just paid the defensive coordinator before Lane got there, this big-ass contract for four years. They could not afford to pay Lane, fire the other coach, and fire the defensive coordinator. See, the NCAA... You get a four-year contract, or you get a, most of the contracts are guaranteed. 99.1% of all the contracts are guaranteed. So if you give your defense coordinator a big contract right now today, you give him a big contract today, he's locked in. So he can, you can fire him. You still got to pay him. And he'll go work at another job, get another check, and still be getting a check from you. That's how it works. That's the beauty of college football as a coach. So, listen. Get old Lane up in here. Turn the lights on this beautiful Cadillac. 
and we're good. Life will be so beautiful here. But think about the economics of it all. The stadium will be filled up. Because, you know, hey, look, we all like the bad guy. People love the bad guy. We'll get our bad guy mentality back again. We'll have that coach with the attitude and cocky. Yeah, we're going to go whoop everybody's ass. We ain't going to lose. He gonna ask, you gonna ask him the question, he gonna get it to your blood raw. It ain't gonna be politically correct. It's gonna be, yeah, we're gonna whoop everybody's ass. That's what we do. You might get the old Jerome Brown, nope, we're not gonna sit there and eat with the enemy before we go to war. That ain't happening. You're gonna get all that and some. Team gonna be well coached, well organized, and well. Ready to fucking go. Top of the line shit. Yeah, you're going to get him talking shit on Twitter. But that's what the kids want. The kids like that. They want to play for that. They don't want to play for no fucking drill sergeant. They'll go to damn army if they want to do that. They'll go to the military. They want to play, play for somebody who can relate to them. A lot of people look at Nick Saban and see Nick Saban on TV as if he's some ball breaker. That's to the media. Nick Saban kids will run through the fucking wall for him. You, you just don't know if you ever go hang out around him. This man has a fucking great personality. You love him. The media don't love him. Fans don't love him. But his players love him. The coaches who sin their players to him, we all, we know a different Nick than y'all see on the TV. Dabo Sweeney, he'll sit up there shoot the fucking breeze with you all day. That's not the guy you see on TV. They got to do an interview. They got to be politically correct. They got asshole reporters asking asshole questions. But when you get them to the side and you have a conversation with them, it'd be the greatest thing in the world. You'd be like, shit. This dude cool as fuck. So I'm always telling people all the time, man, oh, man, man, Nick is a tight ass. Nick this. Man, Nick funny than a motherfucker. He can relate. Dabo Sweeney can relate. That's why these are the only two motherfuckers winning. So what are they doing? They doing it the right way. You give Lane Kiffin this Maserati called University of Miami, He's going to whoop everybody's ass in the ACC, number one. He's, we're going to be in the playoff. And we're going to whoop some ass in the playoffs. It's just that simple. But we just got to get the suits. To the, y'all did it. Y'all suits. The, the suits of the university. Y'all did it for years. Look, y'all had your turn. Let us pick the coach right now. Give us this one. Coach, let us pick the coach. Y'all did it. Fucked it up. Didn't do a good job. The boosters, the board of trustees, all y'all, y'all did it. You did not do a good job for the last 20 fucking years. (laughs) Give us another opportunity. Give us this one time. Let Lane Kiffin be the head coach, University of Miami. That's my opinion. Thank you for enjoying my podcast. 
I'm going to do a lot more of these podcasts. People keep saying, Luke, you need to do a fucking podcast. You need to do a podcast. Fuck that shit. Do a podcast. There it is. My first podcast. I wasn't really taking these podcasts as serious when I signed up to Podbean, but right now I'm going I'm to take the fucking podcast as serious. I'm going to give y'all the podcast at least, at least fucking twice a week. I'm going to give you a new one. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Uncle Luke Real One. That's number one. Uncle Luke Real One on Instagram, TikTok. Um, Uncle Luke Three Hundred Five. Some motherfucker got my name on TikTok, and then on my Facebook fan page is Uncle Luke. You can follow me over there. I be doing lives and shit over there. But uh, I'm gonna do this podcast shit on a regular basis because uh, I got a lot of shit to say, and, and y'all want it. I mean, we're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about sports. And if there are things that you want to talk about, just hit me up on my social media. I'm looking at it. It's no fucking service or some 12-year-old in the back room running my my uh, social media, my pages. I'll get on there. I'll do my tweets. i do my Facebooks. i do that shit all on my own. That's why you see a bunch of shit misspelled. Because I be speaking into the phone like I'm doing now. I ain't no goddamn studio doing this shit. We doing this shit down and dirty. We just having a conversation. So tune in. Start fuckers tuning in to my podcast. Follow me right here on Podbean. Tell your friends. Hey, yo, Uncle Luke doing fucking podcasts. Uh, it's going to be down and dirty and it's going to be fucking raw. I keep it 100. I ain't listen. I'm not affiliated with no major national corporation that's going to fucking censor me. You already know I'm the motherfucker who went and fought for free speech. So censoring me is not, is not in the vocabulary. It's not happening. Because I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say, when the fuck I want to say it, how the fuck I want to say it. That's it. And that's what we're going to do. Yo, this is the Luke Show. I'm out. Holla. Love you guys.